Hello, good evening. It is Good Friday. So happy Easter to everybody who celebrates Easter. We are here back with another Arsenal Women's Weekly Show. Lots of things to get through, of course. We're going to look back on the fantastic victory last weekend against Manchester City, the impact that that's had on the title race as well. Um, we're going to also discuss the um, rather comical BBC coverage of that game um, and maybe the TV coverage of women's football in general this season um, as well. Another injury issue we've been added to this week as well and one or two other issues as well with um, another player um, wanting to rest away from football for a little while as well so we'll talk about that as well and of course last night fantastic uh, Filissimo wasn't there between England and Brazil at Wembley so we will um, look back on that as well so loads and loads of great stuff to get through it's all going to be coming up the other side of this <laughs> Arsenal now free to Marnham again inside here looking for a second goal. Oh, she's got a second goal. That seals it. Free to Marnham again. Good evening. We have got um, everybody in the studio tonight. We haven't got any video links or anything like that for a change. And we've got Amar as well. And he's actually here at the start of the show. Isn't that an amazing <laughs> So congratulations to Amar for being here on time for once. And I'm sure Terry will have something to say about that in the chat in a minute as well. Um, but good to welcome, obviously, Andreas back from another trip to London. How was it last week? It looked like a, a great game again for you to go to. Yeah. I'm glad to be back and uh, unbelievable how time is flying. Just one week ago, I was in London and we had this uh, this great match against City. So, yeah, I think a lot of stuff to talk about and I'm glad to be here again. It's good to see you again. Obviously, we miss you when you're not in the studio, but so it was good videos last week anyway. Kept us um, entertained on the show. And of course, Amar as well. Good to see you again. Are you OK this week? Yeah, not bad few early shifts but that's perfect we are it's good to have work on time and yeah it's good to have the weekend off so looking forward to it yeah a nice long weekend of course for easter which is always nice um we've been i've took an extra couple of days off either side as well to have a, like a longer break really so been chilling and enjoying um, a bit of free time for a change and um looking forward to the show i say looking forward to a lot of good things to discuss and i suppose really there's only one place we can start rewinding to last weekend last sunday and what another brilliant game of football it was from the afternoon <laughs> I mean, an incredible game, again, from Arsenal. We're in the circumstances with the injuries and another injury on the day as well. Caitlin Ford, which we'll talk about a bit later as well. But, um, I mean, Andreas, you came on the show at half-time and you wasn't very confident that we could turn it around from 1-0 down. And I've got to be honest, I didn't. we didn't look as though we were going to be able to do it. I've got to be honest, at half-time, I hoped and prayed that we'd be able to find a goal or, or a couple of goals from somewhere. But I wasn't overly optimistic and... That second half was, I don't necessarily think it was about how well we played necessarily great football as we've seen. It was more about how determined we were not to lose that game. And that was the biggest thing for me, the way that we just came out for that second half and said, we're not going to lose this game and we'll do whatever we have to do to, to get the result. And that's what we did. And it was fantastic to see that not only can we play great football as we did against Bayern Munich, but we can also dig in and find a way to win a game that we had to win. 
And that was the most impressive thing for me. I mean, it was that second half was just incredible, wasn't it, Andreas? The way that we turned that game around from we looked and buried at half time, didn't we? Let's be honest. Yeah, I remember when we were talking at halftime, I said, oh, well, let's keep the optimism for the second half, but uh, it doesn't look uh, really good. And um, yeah, I think uh, this was a masterpiece of tactics from Jonas. Uh, he changed uh, the tactics and and the way uh, the players uh, brought it on the pitch uh, was just fantastic. I mean, um, they mentally it was uh, <laughs> extraordinary what they did uh, being one nil down losing a key player uh, after 35 minutes uh, once again losing a key player and then uh, showing this reaction uh, but uh, i think uh, jonas explained it uh, afterwards that he changed uh, tactically uh, to keep uh, chloe kelly and uh, lauren hemp uh, wider outside uh, so to uh, so that uh, Bunny Shaw was was uh, not so involved in in the city match, and uh, yeah, this this changed a lot. They were not uh, not so dangerous, not so much uh, threatening our defense, and uh, um, yeah, slowly but constantly we got control over the match, and uh, yeah, I think it was deserved uh, to uh, to get the equalizer. Um, you could see that uh, if. If we, um, if we manage to um, get into their box and create some situations, then uh, the defense of City is not that, uh, that um, perfect or that stable. Uh, you can hurt them. And uh, it was, was a good combination and a very good reaction from Frida uh, when she scored. And this, this equalizer uh, strengthened the belief uh, for the girls. We can, we can win. Uh, we can turn around this. Uh, of course, um, it would have been a draw normally uh, because this goal that Katie scored, this is not normal. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's normal for her. Yeah, I, I think Katie, <laughs> might, Katie might have seen uh, the Frida goal against Bayern Munich on YouTube maybe 100 times and, and then she thought, <laughs> if I do this, then why, why not me? And so she tried. It was a very similar situation. And when you saw the ball flying, uh, I, I was thinking, yeah, this, this is it, this is it, this is it, and really, and the ball went into the back of the net. <laughs> it was was such a perfect shot uh, in in the replay. I saw that Ellie Roebuck was with her hand very close uh, to the ball, but she couldn't uh, prevent the ball to get in, and fantastic. And, um, mm -hmm. and then we must also say that in the last 12, 13 minutes that were still to be played, uh, there was only one real chance for uh, for City. This was this free kick uh, close to the box. But uh, for the rest of 10 minutes or so, uh, we controlled the match. And that's that was a very, very good sign that, that we are able uh, to control an opponent like City, who was on a very good run. And uh, yeah, of course, Katie deserved to be player of the match, but uh, another good choice would have been uh, Sabrina. D'Angelo, she was fantastic in goal. In the first half, she saved us. She kept us in the match. There were two, three fantastic saves. And she also, she's very confident uh, for corners, for, for high crosses, what I always say. Uh, Manu has her problems with this. And Sabrina is fearless in this. She comes out, she fists the ball away. And I would say we wouldn't have won this match with another goalkeeper. Sabrina was really, really good. Yeah, so it was fantastic experience and, and the atmosphere at Meadow Park with 4,000 people and, and the singing and all. 
was fantastic. Yeah, everybody was extremely happy after the match, and you could <laughs> see my videos which I sent. There was a chaos; people were running around. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. I mean, to be honest with you, that was a great video. It's had a lot of views on the channel as well. People liked it. It, it was great, um, and it gave us. I think it gave everybody a really good um, example of the atmosphere in the stadium, which was which was fantastic. And I was saying after the game that. Um, you can see the difference this season in the atmosphere at Meadow Park to the last previous seasons. I think the atmosphere is much better, isn't it now? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's and it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's just improved massively, <laughs> which is great. A bigger crowd as well. Um, now, of course, as we said at the beginning of the show, it is Easter, and at Easter miracles happen, and a miracle has happened tonight. Look, it's Matt. How you doing, Matt? <laughs> Hi guys, I'm good. <clears throat> just getting a bit over a little bit of after last night being at the game, but. It's nice to see you all, and actually, yes, in the flash. It's fantastic. Did you, to get, did you manage to get home safely? Yeah, I didn't get to where I was staying until two o'clock in the morning. Ooh. So, Ooh. Yeah, there was a lot of problems on the trains, wasn't it, at Wembley? It wasn't great, was it, last night, which um, which um, didn't help. But uh, we will talk about the finalism, of course, a little bit later as well. What a great game that was, actually. Brilliant experience to be at, wasn't it, Matt? So, great yeah. uh um, great that you was managed to, to get to be involved in that. It was really good. Um, actually, we need to kind of shift around a little bit, don't we? Because yeah. it looks strange if it's not that way around. We can't be doing a show the wrong way around, can we? Um, so, yeah, I mean, a good time for you to come in, Matt, then, really, I suppose, just as we were obviously discussing the um, Manchester City game. A fantastic um, second half performance. It was a great turnaround. I mean, what did you make of all that? Because the first half, we, we should have maybe been 2 or 3-0 down. That chance Lauren Hemp missed um, would have finished the game. And maybe, I remember saying at the time, could that be the turning point of the game? Because that should have been 2-0. And quite often in games like that, you miss a chance. We, we've had it happen to us, haven't we? We've missed chances when we was on top of the game. It cost us and it cost Man City. But that was as much down to our second half performance. I mean, at this moment in time, Matt, aren't we playing some fantastic stuff? Aren't we playing? This is the best we've played for a long time, isn't it? Consistently game after game. Yeah, and I think this is kind of echoing what the Lionesses did last night um, with their belief. And it's that belief that we've got not just off on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. You see it in the fans as well. They're really up for it. We saw it in the Conti Cup final, being 1-0 down. Everyone, there was a little bit of shock, but as soon as it was, I, I was one of them trying to get them up and try and get them going and say, come on, it's only been two minutes. Let's go. Let's, we've got plenty of time to turn it around. There was lots of that around. Um, although it didn't come through on the BBC coverage, unfortunately, which um, I won't delve into too much because I'm not impressed by the uh, commentary. That's just say by that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> misspelling of uh, mispronunciations of names left right and center and um let's just leave it at that but the <laughs> game itself i look at and city should have been winning that at half time by more than that one goal uh bunny shaw did what bunny shaw does best she went full uh, at full speed at the defense then then took a step back and the fact that she managed to flick her head onto it without changing the the speed her speed or anything just shows you how good of a striker she's developed since she first came over. Um, it was a bit of an issue. At least this time it wasn't Laura versus Bunny Shaw or anything like that. We don't have, have the Andreas versus Matt sort of um, <laughs> matchup for a header. It was just she lost She lost oh, uh, not not her. Not her. So uh, fair play to, to them. But if I'm honest, I think uh, during that game, 
we saw the dark hearts of Chloe Kelly uh, throughout. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if Andreas touched on it, but uh, Kaysom Cave throwing the ball at Chloe Kelly and Chloe Kelly steps in front of it to make sure that he can't go in. That should have been a yellow card to Chloe Kelly, not Kaysom Cave, just my opinion. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, maybe because she stopped the ball from going in, going into play. It's improper conduct, yet you've given it to Kaysom Cave because she's trying to do, do what, you, what most players are trying to do in that situation, get the ball back in play as quickly as possible. Um, but coming back from that to of uh, that one nil to win that game two one, that it's not just these games where we need to make sure that we're winning or just to get the chance of being in the title race. It's a chance to be able to see how far we can go this season. It's almost like this season we are our potential is limitless, unlimited. We could quite easily end up with a treble. Or we could easily just end up with a Conti Cup, which I'm thought, sure most fans thought at the start of this season was, um, uh, uh, well, they was hoping for a trophy. We got that trophy and now we want more and it was just building on it, which is great to see. Uh, turning over headstones left, right, centre. A lot of people blaming Jonas because he's not very English. Let's put it <laughs> that in his um in his manner, of, uh, being very animated on the touchline as well, which is how, which I, which helps a lot. Uh, just that second half, uh, the fact that we got into it, a bit of a goal mouth scramble from Frida, but they all count at the end of the day and yeah. it helps. And then for that, as soon as we got that, as soon as you know that short corner goes into Katie and she's on that run on the edge of the box, as soon as you, she hits it, you know it's going in. Yeah. I've been saying for a while, Katie's due a banger this season mm. and she goes and scores in perhaps one of our most dangerous games at all. Absolutely. Even though she got the yellow card, she made up <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah, it was a I mean, fantastic game. No, it, it was a brilliant goal. I mean, what a strike. And as Andrea said before, you know, very similar to Frieda's goal against Bayern Munich, wasn't it? It banged into that top corner from a similar mm -hmm. kind of range. And um, to be scoring goals, you know, we were, we were maybe a little bit um, worried earlier in the season, wasn't we? We were missing chances. We wasn't scoring enough goals. And now suddenly they're flying in from all over the place, um, you know, in the top corner and everything. And it's great to see. And, um, and I do feel a little bit as though, you know, the, the Continental Cup victory has given everybody a lot more belief. The players seem to be, they believe now that they can win them big games against big teams. And, and we've shown that ever since. We, you know, we're playing really, really well. The only game we've lost since the, the final was the first day against Bayern Munich. And we shouldn't have lost that game for the way we played. So it just goes to show how, and we, we got through yeah. the ties. So now, but it just goes to show that I think that belief is there now in everybody. The fans have got the belief, the players have got the belief, and I really do feel as though you're saying that we could we could win a treble. The momentum is with us, you know, at this moment in time, and I, I'm not saying we we're gonna win the treble because it'd be very difficult to win either of those other two trophies. But suddenly you're feeling that oh, there's that we've got such a big chance to do something special this season, haven't we? The way that things are going for us, yes, injuries are against us, which we talk about as well, but. Just, yeah, we've got that with us at the minute. I feel as though at this moment in time, you almost feel as though we're going to win it. We can win every game we play. Just that belief that there is in, you know, this team don't look as though they, they can lose. They just don't. But I know that that probably come back to haunt us very soon, I'm sure. Um, Terry says, good evening, Richard Andres. And who's that bloke down at the bottom? Looks like Amar. Must be yeah. Yeah. Terry will be impressed that Amar was here on time. 
for a change. So that, that's that's good to see. Um, Terry says, yeah, what was this saying? Anyway, these girls don't know how to lose. Uh, they're incredible to watch at the moment. And there's no stopping. That is absolutely, yeah. At, at this moment in time, it's just fantastic, isn't it? Uh, Terry says, evening, Matt, you look real. <laughs> well, no, you see, it's, it's an Easter miracle. We've got Amar on time and we've got Matt in the studio as well. It's just, it's fantastic. So it's, it proves it. Easter, you know, Easter is Easter's real because we've just proved it. We've got miracles happening right here on the show tonight for you. Um, Wayne says that, I think, considering the injuries, we've done extremely well. Um, only disappointments are probably the West Ham yeah. and Chelsea. Um, I feel we're on top in both. Yeah, we could and should have won both of those games. I think we know that. And they, they were disappointing results. There's no question about that. And if they come back at the end of the season and one of those two points that we dropped in either of those games cost us a title, we'll look back on them as, as the moments, weren't they? But you have to say, since then, the turnaround, or since losing to Man City, you have to say the turnaround has been incredible in, in our performances. And you're right, considering the injuries, it's been quite astonishing, actually, some of the performances that we're producing with players we've got missing. It's like, well, what can this team achieve with a fully fit squad, a fully fit team? Uh, you know, it's incredible, really, when you when you look at how we're playing at the moment. Uh, Robertson is chatting in. He says, um, Hi, Rich, Andreas, I'm Matt. Um, Katie Shoot, Van Gogh, indeed. Uh, we've been waiting for one, he said, and finally it's flown in, which is great to see. Um, Katie's favourite colours are uh, red and yellow. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, Terry says, to, to be fair, it was funny when Katie... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. I thought Chloe Kelly should have got a yellow card. I thought they both should have got a yellow card, to be fair. You can't be throwing a ball at someone's head. But, <laughs> you know, she did stand in the way and prevented the, a quick free, a quick throwing. And that should be a yellow card because it's um, it's not in with the spirit of the game, is it? So she should have been booked as well. But anyway, it was quite funny, I suppose, when you saw the replay of it. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a crazy decision by the ref not to book Chloe Kelly for that as well. And uh, we've got Emerson Allen in the chat as well. He says, uh, you must give credit to Angelo Page. He kept us in the game. Um, and none of you have picked up. Well, um, Andreas mentioned um, Sabrina as said she should have been in with a shout for player in the match. And I agree. She was, um, in that first half in particular, she mm. made three really good saves, didn't she, that kept the score down. That one from, um, I can't remember, was it, um, I think it was Bunny Shaw, wasn't it? That shot Bunny Shaw had and she pushed mm. it around the post. That was a great save. So, yeah, she, she was fantastic and she looked a great goalkeeper already. She's only been with us a short time. She's only played a few games, but she's looked brilliant. Mm. Um, and yeah, no, we'll give her massive credit. Don't worry about that. We we definitely appreciate her performance. She was fantastic. Um, and Terry says, "Yeah, uh, good evening, Omar. Sorry, my keyboard won't write your name until half an hour into the show. Yeah. <laughs> I did say before the show, Terry, I wasn't going to let him come in until eight o'clock because that just to keep everybody seven forty-five. Seven forty-five. That's what we used to. You think? Um, anyway, Omar, you are here on time, so let's let's get your thoughts on this Manchester City game then, because it was um, it was a brilliant win, wasn't it? And we needed to win that game." really, didn't we, to keep ourselves in with a shout for the title, and we managed to do it, and it was fantastic. Yeah, well, when do you start? It's like a roller coaster these days. Obviously, you never know what you're going to get, but uh, it's, it's just great to see the resilience of the team, isn't it? It's feeling throughout the men's team. Oh, yeah, hopefully we can continue that into the tough game we've got this weekend. And yeah, now, and, uh, it's an odd time for me to be having a break when all the momentum is with us, but I just hope that nobody gets injured. It's great to see. I, don't know, I have no idea where it's come from, but as you say, I think the Conti Cup Final has just changed every the Conti Cup win has just had, um, changed the fortunes around. It was so totally outplayed in that game. I've been watching the highlights. They scored a wonderful team goal to go one up. Should easily have been had they been more clinical, would have been no doubt outside. They'd easily three, two or three up at half time. So, but they paid the price for, for their profligacy in front of goal. Before a brilliantly second half made took advantage of uh, their defensive 
frailties which have come to beset them in in games down in big games down the years and then yeah and then then what can you say when you give somebody like Katie on that, or that much space on the edge of the box on her left foot? You know, there's going to be one outcome. I think that betted her goal against Liverpool in the FA Cup last year, which was a bit not too dissimilar to that. But yeah, it just showed the resilience this team has. And yeah, I agree. The goalkeeper was in fantastic form. She gave made a few excellent saves. And uh, yeah, ultimately, we hold on for the win. We showed that resilience, which is, which is at times sometimes been lacking this season. And yeah, it's just feeding out throughout. The whole club at the moment, and who knows? It could be a, a glorious season combined, and yeah, there's not long to go now, but hopefully we can finish off and uh, finish the season in style. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And I say, I think there is that belief there now, isn't there, that anything's possible. And I think that's the that's the key, isn't it? You know, it's all very well, um, you know, thinking that, you, you know, us as fans can... Um, can dream about winning all these trophies, but you've got to look at the team on the pitch and you can see they've got this belief now and anything is possible. And let's and let's hope that um, it is going to be, as you say, a fantastic finish to the season. It could it could be. I mean, obviously that Man City game, um, the three points that we got has really opened up that title race, hasn't yeah, it? I mean, it's absolutely. so exciting, is it? You look at the league table and it's like, wow, how close it? Four teams are within what? There's three points separating everybody, isn't yeah. there? And, you know, we, we've got a game in hand on Man United. Chelsea have got a game in hand on Man United as well. And suddenly, it's it's a four-horse race almost. I think Man City, maybe that defeat might push them slightly out of it. You know, they have played that game more than us and Chelsea. But they're not out of it either, you know. It only takes one defeat from the other teams and they're back in it again. But, I mean, Andreas, it's so exciting, isn't it, this, this season? I mean, on the back of the Euros... There was a big excitement about this season anyway. The last thing we would have wanted was to have been somebody running away with a title, winning it by 12, 15 points and yeah. no one else in the chance. To have a four-horse race going into the last section of the season, it's incredible, isn't it, how the season's playing out? Yeah, it's the best that could happen for uh, for, for the league, for, for the fans and for the excitement around women's football. There are four teams that can win the title and... Uh, it's impossible to say who will be the the winner, the league winner at the end. Everything is possible. I think uh, Chelsea is in the driver's seat because they have the game in hand against Liverpool. If if they win, they probably will win this. Uh, they are uh, on top of the league again. Um, but uh, we have to play away at United and at uh, Chelsea. Uh, yeah. That's still the Manchester derby uh, that's coming. Yeah. At, uh, I think. In, Last last week of the season, one week before the end. So there is still everything possible. Uh, Chelsea and uh, we are still playing Champions League. United and Chelsea are in the FA Cup. So there are lots of, of matches. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we we have learned that injuries can happen and can influence everything. So uh, at this point, it's impossible to, impossible to say who will win. The title. It's great that we are still in the race uh, at halftime against City. We were out, um, and I think if we if we lost this game, uh, the title race would have been over for us. Uh, but now, yeah, why not? I still I still think it will be between Chelsea and United. But um, why why not? Yeah, if if we win all our matches, <laughs> then everything's possible. But uh, I always see this injury situation, and uh, yeah, sometimes I think uh, do we really have eleven players that are able to yeah. walk, <laughs> or 
Uh, do we need uh, some academy players to bring bring the starting eleven? It's, it's terrible in, in this yeah. season. Now, what, what this team could achieve if everybody was on board? Yeah, I think there's there's no other team with with such with such a squad with such a potential <laughs> we have. But uh, take four or five key players out from a team. Uh, no other team would be still in the title race. Mm -hmm. So it's fantastic what the girls are doing, and and uh, it's just great what the, the coaching staff, what Jonas is doing with this uh, with this team, and, and how they they react mentally. It's fantastic. Yeah, you can only be proud of of the team. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy because when I remember last season we played Manchester City at home quite early in the season, and we beat them five nil. And they were complaining they had a few injury problems. We just played them and beat them without Kim Little playing, without Beth Mead playing, without Viv Meadamar playing. <laughs> Caitlin Paul went off after about 10 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever it was. Do you know what I mean? And we, we managed to beat them. We didn't use that as an excuse. Man City, I remember last season, they were saying, oh, we've got our bad team out. They had about you know, 10 four players well, missing. We had four players missing. Four of our best players, probably our four best players all missing. And we still managed to beat them. From behind so you know it isn't incredible what the team are doing and you're right with a fully fit team here fully fit squad this team can go on and achieve some amazing amazing things over the next two or three seasons if we can keep this group together add one or two signings as we go along as well i mean it's just it is incredible what's happening at the minute and i don't think arsenal are getting quite enough credit at this moment in time for what mm. we're doing everybody talks about chelsea and the great job emma hayes is doing blah de, blah de, blah everyone goes on about yeah, man united yeah. League, blah, blah, blah. No, we're not getting a mention. No one's mentioned the fact that we're missing half our team and we're still in the hunt for a treble. It's just, it is, it is amazing what's happening. I mean, Matt, the title race is looking exciting, isn't it? I mean, a four-way, a four-way kind of battle, isn't it? Now with, with what, so, uh, two months of the season to go. Who, who would have thought that would be? It would be in this. The WSL would be this exciting at this point in the season. It's, it's mad, isn't it? Brilliant. Are you okay, Amo? It's like yeah, it's, it's, like, like, it's, it's having a disco. Disco lights, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a bulb. It's a bulb. It's been out for a few weeks now. That's right. Oh, it's pretty yeah. right That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, this. Uh, I don't think anyone was predicting the title race to be like this. I, if I was honest, I did say towards the start of the season that I think City were going to be the one team that I would look at as the one that would really push us. In a way, they have. They, We've got three points. They've got three points. Chelsea didn't really... They came to the Emirates. They didn't really offer much apart from the um, last-minute Chelsea goal, as, as as the best way I can describe it without swearing. Um, <laughs> they found they a few of them, haven't they? They've got a few of them. Uh, yeah. And they... I look at it and... United have gotten a little bit of luck as well. They've really ridden it this year. Um, I think Alatoon and Marriott is pretty much dragging that team up because of the coaching that Serena Vibin is doing with them. Um, so, yes, unfortunately, I am praising Man United, but I think I still believe that they are going to slip. They have they've got it in their locker, and I have a feeling that this next game against Man United. That will be telling of potentially where the trophy is going to end up. Is it going to be the red, a red side of a city, or, or is it going to be a blue side of the city? Because realistically, um, if 
if we lose that out of the title race and then battling City for the, that, that third place. But then again, there's the option of Chelsea dropping points and then they end up battling for third place. So it, it, it's so topsy-turvy that I think they've managed to do a really good job with the fixture list as much as it um, annoys us at times. I'm looking at that Manchester United fixture mid uh, mid um, midweek, 7.15 yeah. kickoff. And no, barely anyone can get down there if they're from London. I can't, I can't, I'm struggling to be able to get there myself. So mm-hmm. it's so difficult to. I just, I just don't understand. If had they moved it to an eight o'clock, perhaps everyone would have been able to get there. They would have been able to get more people in. But there are people looking for uh, that are perhaps wouldn't be able to go that now can go. Mm-hmm. But they can, if, I wouldn't imagine anyone's going to be. It'll be less than two thousand that go. That going to be at that stadium. So whoever was going to that Manchester United game, if you're an Arsenal fan, make yourself loud and known because yeah. it all counts, and that's what the team really thrives on. It, it has thrived this season on the fans all coming together and supporting the team. On top of that, Andreas has mentioned that their last, uh, the second to last game is basically Arsenal at uh, Chelsea and the Manchester derby. So mm. that could potentially be the time when everything is uh, wrapped up at that point but potentially you've got to, for the first time ever you could have a champion who've lost three games and still win the league which is yeah. a, bit, a bit insane really because usually you you lose one game or two games and that's it you've won the league um but it's, it's been top and turvy even at the bottom as well you've got leicester who've just moved out of the relegation spot and Red- mm. they beat reading at the weekend so it's not just at the top, it's at the bottom as well. But it's just that, again, the middle of the table needs to be sorted out because there's nothing to really play for apart from Villa. Villa are trying to prove that they can take uh, take on the best teams in the, Super, in, in the Super League. And unfortunately, they failed that challenge against Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, uh, m- maybe they need a, a secondary European competition, don't they, perhaps? Like, <laughs> just to give teams more to play for, because you're right. I mean, this season, though, having said that, you've got this four-way title race, and one of those four teams isn't even going to qualify for the Champions League. Yeah, bonkers, isn't it? Unless, mad, isn't it? You know, unless Arsenal or Chelsea finish fourth and then win the Champions League. Yeah, potentially, yeah, if that happens. But obviously, we hope it's not. Oh, I don't know, really. Would, would we take that? That's something we can maybe think about. Would we take coming fourth and winning the Champions no, League? No, of course we wouldn't. Of course we wouldn't. I'm not sure. We'll have to we'll maybe think about that in the next couple of weeks. But um, but no, I mean, it is it is exciting. And the WSL, this has been, um, on the back of the Euros win, it's been the best WSL season in history, I think, in, in terms of the quality, the excitement, the fact there's four teams still in the title race. And you're right, Matt, that weekend... The second from last weekend of the season when we were the top four playing each other, aren't they? We play Chelsea, Man United play Man City, Ooh. and that weekend could well decide the, the, the top placing who wins the league, who's going to come in the top three. Potentially, it may not. There's still one more game left after that, and it still could be so tight. They, they, all them games could finish in draws, and we might not still have a result. But um, it is so exciting now, and it's been a fantastic season. And I think whatever happens now in terms of how we're concerned for Arsenal, it's been a it has been a, a brilliant season for women's football in this country. Absolutely. And the fact that we've got two teams in the semi-final of the Champions League, the, the, the league's exciting. Um, you know, the, the Lionesses are doing so well, winning everything they can find. And everything's like, it's just been an incredible season, incredible year. And 
it'll probably go down in history as the maybe the, the year of the, the season that everything turned for women's football, you know, really became the start of what's going to become hopefully something really, really massive, which it's certainly heading in that direction, isn't it? Which is great. Um, we've got um, we've got some comments, actually. Um, Terry says, uh, Andreas, can you lean forward and tap Matt on the head? I still don't believe he's definitely <laughs> <laughs> real. He's definitely real. We, we could say he's real. Matt's <laughs> 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 moving out of the way. Look. It proves he's real, you see. Look, he's, he's, he's moving that way. Um, Terry says, even Omar's light bulb turns on half hour late. We don't turn on top of you see, it's much brighter here than it is on the screen. It's much brighter. Well, that's because yeah. it's like you've got a high ceiling, haven't you? That's the problem. You need a lower ceiling, then you'll be fine. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, Robert says, uh, you know, I've always said Katie is a strong player, uh, but yeah. my God, she's going to out frighten defences now. She has the taste of blood for gold. Well, yeah, she hasn't scored for a while, so it's nice now. Maybe she'll go on a run and get two or three in a row. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, uh, Wayne says, uh, if I'm being honest, and I hate to say this, uh, but I feel like Chelsea are just going to win it again. I literally mm. can't stand them. But the way Curry's just uh, lobbing up and just nicking 1-0, annoying. Yeah, I mean, you kind of get that feeling, don't you, that Chelsea tend to do what Chelsea do. You know, Matt mentioned before the last-minute goals. They did it against us. They did it in the Champions League. They they do it a lot, don't they? Last season against Aston Villa, sticks to mind. So many last-minute goals that they get. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't particularly like Chelsea, but... Um, you do get a feeling that they might. But we've got to play them. We have got to play them again. Um, and as Robert says here, he says, uh, we drew with Chelsea. Can't see why we can't beat him. Well, we beat him in the yeah. cup final. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I don't see why we can't beat him either. He said, players have stepped up uh, and proved they are already better than they were before star injuries. The ladies have got stronger. No, you're right. And funny enough, I think, um, I don't know if it was on the it was on the show when the game was on, but um, I know it seems funny to say it or even to even think it, but in a way... Without Beth and Viv in the team, we seem to have become a stronger team without them in it, in a way. You know, mm. we've got two great individual players, but we seem to be a stronger team, don't we, this this season, without them in the team. For some reason, I don't know how it's happened. And, you know, maybe credit Jonas and the other players for really stepping up. But we seem to be a stronger team this season. And that's missing those two fantastic players. It's, it's incredible, really. Um, I mean, Emma, what are you making of this title race then? Because now... I, 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 was, I was having beaten, you know, Man City beat Chelsea. We then beat Man City two weeks running. And suddenly it's anybody's title, isn't it? It really is. And I know Wayne says it's probably going to be Chelsea. We deep down probably feel it's going to be Chelsea. But we're in there fighting for it now. And I think we've got a hell of a chance. We, we, we win all our games. It's ours. No one can stop us. Well, I, yeah, I did say to you that after, what was it? We won four in a row. We had to win our last 10 in a row to have a chance. But we won four. So it's, it's, we've got off to a really good start, hasn't it? So, I mean... Yeah. It's, it's so it's it's just it's just great to watch. I think it's just it's just come on. And I think it was always everyone thought Chelsea, Arsenal, United, City have come on, come back. I think it was a lot of credit to City for selling all those players as well. I've actually I've been impressed, and uh, they, could, they probably should have at least got something out of that game last Sunday. But I think it's credit to the manager there; he's done well, and um, and United as well. Okay, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with Matt on this one, but. I, they do actually have the best defensive record in the division, so it's not just their the forward line that has been firing like, with the likes of Garcia and Russo and Toon being in uh, being in fine form. But they, they just good. their defense has been the main reason why they're top of the league. Chelsea, we know of all that despite their despite missing the likes of Frank Kirby and Pinella Harder, their squad depth is just superb. And then I'll be ours is arguably the best story because you say we've missed our two arguably the two two. Uh, stars in our team, the two best players in our team. I think that in a way, their absence is, if you ask me, I think their absence has actually inspired the team because they want to do something special 
for them and make it something to remember before they come back and they come back to full strength. So they've actually, yes, as silly as it sounds, they've actually they've actually been inspired to want to do well by one by wanting to do it for Beth and Viv. And I don't know if you saw on the Twitter the other day that you can do putting those weights again. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that was quite inspiring. And some of the few funny quotes that they put up on the Twitter. And yeah, who's to say we can't go all the way? That last penult- that penultimate weekend is going to be pivotal. Fixture schedule is going to be crazy now, especially if, uh, well, no, no, just because we're, actually, we're not playing two WSL weekends in a row without games in hand on almost all the teams, a couple of the teams around us. So, yeah, I mean, there's no reason to suggest why we can't do it. And uh, and if we do put it off, I think, along, as I said, it's not just the Viv and Beth, it's the men's team playing well. And the whole buzz around the club is just really good now. And so I think they're all inspiring each other to do well. And who's to say we can't do it? Well, exactly. We're in there. We've, we've given ourselves a big chance and that's all you can hope at this point in the season. You want to be in with a chance and we, we're in with a big chance. So, um, But yeah, I do think that the Champions League run and the, the fact that we've got two weekend games in a row um, are going to have been rearranged. One of them has been rearranged already. Um, it makes it more difficult. Obviously, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, the Man United game now is coming before the semi-final and yeah, that, that doesn't help with the situation. But, you know... You, the alternative is not to be in Europe and just focus on the league or try to do something extraordinary. And you might as well try to do something extraordinary and fail at both rather than, you know, not being in that position. So it's a tough one, but, you know, we want to, the players want to play in these big games. We want to watch the big games as fans. It's what we all want to, want to every season is what we want to see. So, you know, we should be just enjoying what we're seeing at the minute. And, Yes, yeah. it's going to be tough. It is going to be really, really tough. There's no doubt about that. With the number of games that we've got, the scheduling of the games doesn't help. Um, but yeah, we've got we're in a great we've got a great opportunity to create mm-hmm. some something really, really special that will go down in history forever if we can do if we could do it. It really would. But um, obviously, a long, long way to go, um, as we all know. Uh, Terry says there. Uh, uh, we're all praising the girls, but a big shout out yeah. to Yona. What weeks ago? No, absolutely right. I mean, we've you know we've never said anything other than praise for Jonas, the job he's been doing at the club since he's been there. And you can see um, now, obviously his second season, you can see his ideas and everything really coming out now. Last season, he was learning a bit about the English game. He was learning the players and the team um, and they were kind of learning what he needed from them. And you can see this season now it's all falling into place. And I'm really, really excited about where this, where this is going to lead. You know, whatever happens this season now, we've won a trophy Good to get a trophy on the board early on for Jonas, and yeah, he deserves a lot of credit. All his all his staff as well. They've, everyone's been brilliant, and it's it is building into something really special. Hopefully, and it's going to just explode. And who knows, it may well explode in the next um, few weeks. You know, really, really, really big. And um, let's hope so because uh, we deserve it. There, and Robert says there, Matt. The way they played the last Champions League match, they proved they could do anything. Really, yeah. probably in Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. Robert says, yeah, yeah, we should think about this um, late goal scenario of Chelsea. They do it a lot. So we need to slam doors shut knowing this, um, like see what players are involved in these attacks mm. and get in their places. No, I mean, you're right. And we defended poorly for the equaliser at the Emirates, didn't we, against Chelsea? There's no doubt we should have dealt with that better. And that's a lesson that we obviously we've learned since because we, we have beaten them in, in the cup final. And in the league, we can't afford to make those um, mistakes and you're right you, you know that Chelsea are going to be if you're only one goal ahead against Chelsea or you're level you know going into the last minute that game isn't sealed yeah. you need you need to defend it properly for the full 95 minutes or whatever long it is because Chelsea can do that they did it in the Champions League as we said they've done it plenty of times so 
it isn't luck. Some, sometimes it's easier for us to say, oh, it's luck. But good teams do that, don't they? Good teams find I a way it. to win. Way, and yeah. not going their way. And, and that's what yeah. happens. And we've started to get a little bit of that, haven't we, ourselves? We've, we've had some late goals. We've come back from behind and stuff like that. So we're finding a way to do it as well. And that's what great teams have to do. And as much as we don't like Chelsea doing it, um, it it's a sign of a great team. And we have to hold our hands up sometimes and say, you know, that's the way it is. And we, we need to do that more ourselves. And then we can compete with them on a more consistent basis. And that seems to be the way we're heading. But but we'll see. Um, I know I know that uh, Matt didn't really want to talk about this, but I kind of do a little bit. And I do think it's quite important because of how big women's football is becoming. <laughs> I mean, the coverage of that game on Sunday, the Arsenal-Man City game, was an absolute disgrace from the BBC. I mean, terrible. Terrible, terrible. There's absolutely no excuse. If you're going to cover a game, you'd need to do at least a little bit of research, surely. Even if it, even if you spend 10 minutes before the game starts, do some research into something. Know what you're going to be talking about. Um, especially when you are the national broadcaster that claims to be this massive supporter of women's football, um, and they haven't got a clue. They're employing people to cover these games that do not know what they are talking about. I mean, to get the name, to call her Kirsty McCain, <laughs> on the, the fact she turned up on the women's football show the following evening to present it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. How on earth has she got away with that? You know, you, no one would do that in a men's game, would they? Nobody would do that in a men's game. They're not going to call him Mark um, Odegaard, are they? Do it. It's ridiculous. And the fact that, you know, women's football now has got a much bigger profile. It's being covered on TV a lot more. We're getting um, more people are interested in women's football now. So that the one thing they've got to do is we had these problems the other week on the FA player when the cameraman was all over the gap. <laughs> and now we've got the BBC, who was supposed oh. to be national broadcaster that we're all supposed to pay for can't even get names right of players and they've got a co-commentator who doesn't even want to even try and pronounce the name of Laura Wainwaiter because she thought she might get it wrong how long did you have to prepare for the game you knew she's going to be playing or potentially playing at least try and learn some names I mean I'll get names I can't pronounce a lot of the names sometimes but at least I'll have a go at least I'll try and do a little bit of research before we start yeah. I mean it's, honestly it's ridiculous, and it's not just the BBC. That was that was actually embarrassing. I felt embarrassed for everyone involved in that. Actually, that you can produce a, 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 a the coverage of such a big game, such an important game, and do it that badly is embarrassing, honestly. And they all should be sacked. A lot of them. Um, <laughs> and I don't, but it's not just the BBC. I think the coverage of women's football. It annoyed me actually at the end when they buggered off to the rugby before they even had a chance to do any post-match interviews of anybody. Oh, we're going to finish now and move on to the rugby. Why? The rugby wasn't starting for half an hour. They could have spent another 10 minutes interviewing Jonas after the game, maybe one or two of the players, and they finished it properly and they didn't. They don't care. They pretend they care about lots of things at BBC. They care about nothing other than what money they're making out of it and how stupid they make themselves look. It's just... And the coverage of women's football in general, I just don't think is good enough. We've got terrible referees. We've got terrible people covering the game on the telly. And... um. The work that's gone on behind the scenes in women's football to, to bring it up to the level that we want to see, the, the players, the coaching, um, everything else on that side of things has been fantastic. The work's gone into that to get it up to, to the level that it's at. And then you've got things like this are completely sending it back 10 years. And it's got to change because it's just not acceptable. I mean, Andreas, I don't know whether you watched the BBC coverage in Germany. You probably had different coverage. So you maybe avoided all of that nonsense. Hopefully you did. 
But, I mean, what do you think of the coverage overall? I mean, what's it like in Germany, the TV coverage of women's football? Is it is it pretty decent overall? No, uh, the, the coverage in England is, is a lot better because uh, in Germany you only have um, uh, this live stream from, from Magenta TV. Uh, there is nothing in free TV or, or even in, in the zone or sky. Uh, they have new contracts for the next season and, uh, yeah, one or two top matches are uh, on, on free TV, but normally you can't see the matches. So um, England is in a better situation. But I read uh, about this uh, TV coverage from last weekend, and and then uh, I thought uh, I should just watch it on replay. And I heard these these uh, mistakes from Kirsty McCabe, and and uh, that she doesn't want to pronounce uh, Laura's name, and uh, this is disrespectful, and uh, mm -hmm. it. It's yes. impossible that, that uh, a national broadcasting company like BBC, it's, that they, they uh, are so poor uh, in, in, in commentary. Or, yeah, they, they also have uh, experts, uh, pundits for, for, the, for their uh, shows. Uh, what, what are they preparing? What are they doing before a match? <laughs> I can't understand this. And, and uh, yeah, this is... It can't happen uh, any anymore again, and uh, as I said, it's disrespectful. And then, then it's better not not uh, to to broadcast than than do such such bad uh, service. Uh, then, then let the zone or Sky broadcast it. And it's yeah, of course that's uh, that's a pay TV, but uh, I I would be sure that they do a better job. Uh, yeah, this. Yeah. No, they do. You're right. I mean, I, I think the the dozen YouTube coverage of the Champions League has been good, actually. I think yeah, they do a really good job. Good. They really, and it's free at the moment. It, it's not going to be probably much longer, but it's free at the moment, and it's fantastic. Um, mm. And so it can be done. It can be done properly. You get the right people involved, and it, it can be great. Unfortunately, what we get most of the time is the BBC. We get the, F, the FA player, and even Sky's coverage of the women's game isn't still where it could be, I don't think, yet. And it, maybe it'll improve more investment in it. I don't know. We'll have to see. But it isn't great all round, really. But, yeah, that was... I mean, Matt, I know you didn't want to really talk about it, but it was It was just... I, I was cringing when I was... I mean, obviously, I was doing the game on the show, so I didn't hear it at the time. It was only afterwards. And, I'd like, Andreas, I watched it back because I wanted to actually... I'd people mention it. I wanted to see how bad it was. It was just shocking. I, I was cringing when I was listening to it back. It was horrible. Wasn't it? And it was, as Andrew says, it's disrespectful to the players as much as anything else. It's disrespectful to the game. It really is. And I, I was thinking about it and someone that I'm quite friendly with, Adam, on Twitter, he said that it would be fine five years ago because people, because it was basically yeah. like almost like an internship. But if it's if it, you're making a living from this now and you're pronouncing uh, Victoria Plover as Pavlova... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
You're not getting paid by the BBC, mate. You can get paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's not easy. That's not an easy. She was doing it as well. On the zone coverage, it seemed to be on the Champions League, on the English Channel. She was doing it for the Chelsea game. And it felt like she didn't bring the game to life. Like you look at, you listen to pre, uh, Peter Jury, who does the Manchester, uh, the, the Premier League coverage over in the US, and he brings these games into life. I, I think back to uh, John Moxon as well, who brings these games into get. I look, at, have we got a women's color spot? The only one that I could probably say is probably uh, Vicky Sparks and um, Robin Robin Michael McCain, McCann. At the moment, I think Robin Cowan's pretty good as well. I would say Robin Cowan has other moments as well. Even Olivia Barber does stuff with the Scottish uh, yeah, women's teams now Barber, as well. Yeah. So there's plenty of people out there. As even Laura Woods is getting involved, and we've got Ian Wright doing. Yeah. doing they're getting it's involved for a reason, and there's so many people that are intelligent. And ITV were brilliant, all right, with their coverage, but they need to do better. Um, yeah. I look at other things that they could be doing better as well. That the FA Cup, they need the coverage. Last season, Southampton played Ipswich Town. It, well, I'd say it's a divisional rivalry because Southampton was battling with Ipswich at the time in the FA Cup. It went to extra time. Last minute, under under twenty year old goalkeeper Kaya Rundle goes up the other end of the pitch, scores a last minute equaliser to take the team to, to penalties. No, that was not seen anywhere. It wasn't on the FA player, it was on BBC because BBC had turned around and gone, right, OK, Arsenal are playing Liverpool, let's go and show that because you've got the potential champions of the Super League and the potential champions of the Championship and that was it. It it just, the whole structure of the of it seems like it's five five years behind where instead of five years looking towards the future. And I hope whoever's in charge in the future at the FA, at the BBC turn around and have a look at themselves and go, what can we do? What do we need to do in the future? Ideally, with the FA player, you don't want to see the cameraman who's going to be soaked like he was at the <laughs> game, trying to wipe yeah. a camera and you miss half the action because you can't see anything. And bearing in mind, OK, yeah, that comes with the stadiums. OK, the stadium wasn't covered and things like that. But when things like that this happen, there are plenty of people who, like myself, would like the future in the industry are not able to get into that industry because you've got people who are mispronouncing names who think they're being professional because it's their job and it's just an extra piece of work but still there's people want to be in this industry and not enough people realize how much behind the scenes that research michael mccann's got papers and he's speaking to supporters clubs he's speaking to people behind the scenes to make sure he gets the pronunciations right every time Every, there's a co nice complication from AFC Eclipse this season of every time he's he's uh, talked about Frieda. So every time it's Frieda Lowe and Hards and Marlon. It's not Frieda yeah. Martin. It's Lynn Hards and Marlon. Yeah, yeah, everyone calls him that as well. And I was going to say, yeah. Vicky does that now. Yeah. It's things like that that make it more interesting for everyone else because you're not just... Get, the whole point of commentating is you're getting a fact file on players. You're not just getting the odds... Um, snippets of oh uh, Alex Greenwood's got the ball and she's just passed it to um, Lauren James on the left hand side and that's it. You get small little snippets, but you never. <laughs> Sorry, excuse <laughs> me. And it's just ridiculous. It needs to change and it needs to develop. And it just looks like 
there there is no plan. So everyone needs to get around the table, including the zone, and saying this this is what we've done within two years. Can you match? Can you match what we're doing in two years? Can you get it up to this level? If not, because because you might not be able to get carry on much further, and if that might be the way forward. The zone might end up taking everyone else's rights away. Well, it's down to money, I suppose, at the end of the day. Whoever bids the most money is going to get it, regardless of how good or bad they are at what they do. It's just whoever's going to throw the most money at it. And that's how Sky have got the coverage of most things, is just literally by that reason and that reason alone. It's not that Sky particularly cover things well. Some things they do good, some things they don't. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it, it's right, isn't it, that maybe, and I don't want to make excuses for them because they, they don't deserve any excuses made for them. But... Women's football has kind of suddenly got really popular very, very quickly. And suddenly more and more people are interested very, very quickly. And certain aspects of the game and the coverage of the game maybe hasn't had the time to develop quickly enough. You know, and refereeing is a part of that. And I do think the TV coverage is a part of that as well. Because let's face it, two or three years ago, there wasn't any live games that you could watch on the BBC women's football. Very, very rare, wasn't it? You know, and now there's a lot more. And it has happened quite quickly. And maybe they haven't got the people there. That people are, haven't been ready for that quickness in how, how it's been done. So mm. I say I don't want to make that as an excuse because that's they should still do it better regardless of that. You know, they should do it better and they've got to do it better. Um, but what will happen in the future, I don't know. Robert says that they must apologise. It's too late now. They should have done it at the time. At the time, they should have said, we're really sorry. You know, and but they didn't. They almost brushed over it as though it hadn't happened. As though, oh, no one will notice. It's only women's football. No one cares. No one will notice. That's almost the impression I got. And it's like, how seriously are you taking this? You know, you do seriously, uh, are you seriously that bothered about women's football that you don't even care enough to even point out the fact that you've messed it up? At least come out and say, I agree. They should have apologized, but they should have done it at the time, not now. It's too late now. <laughs> Pointless now, but yeah, they just brushed it off completely. That didn't matter. Of course, it matters. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Terry says I listened to the German commentary. It was worse than the BBC and Sky because I couldn't understand a word they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Andreas understood it, maybe, but we probably wouldn't. Have done it. I, I, wouldn't I don't understand, understand the German. It's too complicated. Um, Wayne says it's annoying that the kickoff was 12:30 and they start match at that 12:15. To be honest, I'm not really bothered about that. I don't want a load of waffle before the game. I, at the end of the game, I would like a couple of interviews with some players and managers because that's. Yeah. part of the game isn't it you want to hear what they thought of the performance and stuff like that and i kind of think that's important and they brushed over that and went to went to the rugby which was wrong as well they should have given that a bit more time at the end i'm not bothered about before the game all they need to give you is the playing all the team news maybe interview the managers before the game and get a little bit of spilled up and that's it you don't need to have that i don't think personally i mean people enjoy it maybe so i personally not bothered i like it at the end hearing from the players and the managers at the end that's what i want to see and they should have at least given it that much um, at the end, they didn't even bother doing that, and it's like, well, you, how many more things you want to mess up today? You know, in this no. in this coverage, and it's a great game of football, brilliant, brilliant football it was, and they completely messed it up. They couldn't have messed it up any more if they tried. Um, I mean, Emma, what did you make of all of that? Because it was it was uh, it was embarrassing for the BBC, wasn't it? Really, really embarrassing, and embarrassing for women's football actually in general. I mean, I'm not. I, I didn't watch too much of it. I did see that. I did. I did make me feel that. Yeah, you mean she has been playing for so long now, and I know. Rushman is not one normally to make mistakes, and uh, I know she speaks a lot of languages. Is I know I was just reading an article online where she said that was said on Twitter that oh, um, she uh, 
there were lots of dogs abuse apparently for saying but yeah even but even when it is when you know if you don't i, I agree it is it is a bit maybe um you rely on your the presenters to uh, to uh, get the names right and all that is a little bit disappointing that they can't it goes to show they haven't done their research properly i mean you can we wouldn't want to defend them saying oh people make mistakes people mistake mistakes but it does goes to show they haven't done their research properly overall i think she's actually all right it's presenter but i mean it does go to show that they, they need to improve it. and i didn't even hear the pavlova bell i was just reading up on that as well but that is pretty that is pretty embarrassing that they get that wrong but yeah i guess they, they just goes to show more work needs to be done to prior to coming on air and to ensure that they don't make those silly mistakes but I mean, we can always say people make them, but I mean, it just goes to show that, as I said, they, they haven't been doing their stuff properly and they need to sharpen up. And we're to get in this, in this day and age and to all those people watching around the world and if they're not to avoid getting all the... I know people use Twitter for the various means, but what do you expect if you get something like that wrong? Um, um, yeah, and, but and this is so for them that they learn from it because I think I think they were doing a good job with the coverage of the Women's Euros. ITV's done all right with the England Lionesses the Lioness is friendly, so I think Seb Hutchinson is another one who's done a pretty decent job. They do they've got Emma Hayes on there, the punditry is good, but overall the standard definitely no. There is definitely still a long way to go before we can say it uh, like we have had with the men's game for so long. But yeah, I mean, what can you say? It just has got to get better. Those mistakes need to be improved upon, or or <laughs> then they can't complain about the abuse they're getting on Twitter or they're being lambasted so so often because. It just goes to show they haven't done their research properly, ultimately, I guess. Well, it's their job, isn't it? It's what they're getting paid for. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all very well, you know. Now, in this day and age, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of media out there, you know. There's YouTube that we do and loads of other channels do, and there's loads of other stuff like that, right? Now, the difference is, you know, we want to we want to try and get everybody's name right. We want to try and make sure we give in as much good information as we can when we're doing the shows. But ultimately, we're not getting paid by anybody to do it. If we make mistakes, it's, it's our own, you know, we're making mistakes and that's fair enough. Nobody's paying yeah. us to do it. We're doing it out of our own back. We're doing it because we enjoy doing it and we want to try to mm. do it. With the, with the, the Sky, with BBC, with everybody else, it's their job. They've got nothing else to do all week. We've got jobs that we do, right, the rest of the time. We haven't got time to sit there researching everything for hours because we've got actual jobs to do. They have, but their job is to research a game that they're covering and to make sure they've got all the information that they need and they've got to do it right. And if they don't do it right, then they... I don't think... I think giving people abuse on social media isn't the way forward. That isn't necessarily the answer. No, but, no, no. I'm not condoning that anyway. I'm not no, no. That. But it's, it's their job and they've got to do it properly. They're professional people that's getting paid a lot of money to do that and they need to do it. And they've got to... It's almost as I say, I'll get the feeling that they didn't take it seriously enough because mm. it was women's football. And that's the problem. And that is the mindset that we've got to deal with. I mean, you mentioned Seb Hutchinson, Amar, uh, last night. I thought his commentary was terrible. He didn't seem to know what he was talking about. He didn't no. seem to know anything about any of the players. And I found his commentary really bad last night. Really, yeah. really bad. Amateurish as well. That was terrible, I thought. And he's, oh, he's been OK before. OK. I don't think he's great. But I thought he was terrible last night. I really didn't rate his commentary at all. And I, I, I don't listen to a lot of commentary because most of the time I'm doing much longer at the game. So I'm not listening to the commentary. So I don't listen to much commentary, if I'm honest, from live games. But I listened to that last night. I was watching the game, and I actually thought it was it was terrible. He didn't look as though he he didn't sound as though he understood anything about any of the players that were playing. And that's half your job, isn't it? To at least find out something about yeah. them. He seemed to know nothing about any of them. So that, I thought that was a little bit. I mean, it, it, the way he described the game was okay. No problem with that. Just his knowledge of the players didn't seem to be that great, really. 
and how they play and stuff like that. We'd never seen half of them play before. Um, yeah. You know, a couple of comments about Lauren James. I'm thinking, have you never seen Lauren James play before? <laughs> you know, you've only got to see her play twice and you know exactly what she's going to do. You know what she's about. So don't come out and pretend you don't know what she's doing. It's like, come on, everyone knows what she's going to do. Um, but anyway, um, uh, Robert says there, um, they get played bloody well too, Rich. A nice house, nice car. If, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, calling him a wrong name on screen. It's, it's shocking. Uh, people get sacked for it on other channels. Well, people get sacked for other stuff on, on some channels, don't they? I mean, you know, we don't like Gary Lineker. I certainly don't. And he basically got sacked from the BBC for nothing to do with how he presents his show. <laughs> for something completely unrelated. Yet someone presents a show terribly bad like that and they still got a job. <laughs> they get on the next night doing a highlight show. It's like, how does that work? Um, anyway, we, we could go on about that all night. It's ridiculous. Um, Terry says they're radio commentators are a different class when it comes to our problems. Yeah, Terry, because they are proper commentators. That's why. Yeah. These people that do the TV, they've never done any commentary training. They just haven't. You can just tell. They don't know what they don't really know what they're doing. They, they get paid well, as Robert said, he's right. And they need to be better. They have to be better. Um, but anyway, um, let's hope that this is one thing that can improve. One of the few things that need to improve in women's football over the next couple of years as things grow and grow and it's got to be better all round it's got to be better and we can't have that happening again quite honestly we cannot have that happening again because it's just it isn't acceptable it really isn't so no, uh, yeah let's let's be better in future guys come on bbc sky everybody you know does that do a great job we, that's who you need to look up to get coverage like they've got and you won't go far wrong because that is decent that is really really good yeah. and it's free and even better so um but yeah that is something that needs to improve and hopefully it will but i don't i don't feel confident the bbc care enough if i'm honest about women's football to, to do anything about it unfortunately but anyway i think they, they feel like they have to show it out some sort of duty that they feel is that's yeah. the right thing and we'll show some games because we have to we don't want to but we will like the other week was it the week before when there was international break in the men's game uh, on set on Sunday evening, when they and I was it Saturday evening when they was going to sh they showed the uh, half past ten when they had no match of the day, they didn't put the uh, the women's football show on. Now they put a film on and put the women's football show on at half past twelve. What are you putting on at half past twelve for? <laughs> What's the matter with no. you? you? Wouldn't put match on at half past twelve, would you? Why are you putting the women's show on at half twelve? You want to with a watch? You're a good I mean, point. You're, it's a very good point. Sorry, go on. I was throwing things at the telly that I didn't realise that they were. I thought, oh, I, I, I thought half ten. I'm, I'm sure I'd said, says, heard somewhere they're showing the women's show tonight. Oh, brilliant! I watched that. Half past ten comes round. They put a film on. Oh, maybe they're not showing the women's show. Maybe they. Oh, it's a different. I was looking around different channels. Oh, it's not on. Okay, maybe it's not on. And then I saw it. They put it on after the film. Half past twelve. It's like, what are you doing, honestly? <laughs> and that was the week before. And then they, they do the Arsenal Man City game. It's like, why is anybody paying their TV license for this absolute garbage? Why? Ridiculous. Let's get rid of the BBC completely. Go with it and go with it. Everybody, get rid of them all. They're all rubbish. They don't know what they're doing and they just they don't care enough about women's football. Yeah. For me. If, I, I, I had to say, it's a very good point. Oh, sorry, who was that? So that was a doorbell. Apologies, but I got sidetracked there. But yeah, no, um, I hate to tell you, if you um, if you do actually, I I, uh, I completely agree with you. I don't know why they're playing on half past 12 on the main channel off. After match of the day two, uh, after match of the day two on most weeks. But if you actually have the BBC Red Bar and if you have access to that, they actually do show on there at ten o'clock. But so, they don't tell yeah. you that, do they? They don't. When they advertise, no, no, they should put one. it. They should put it on. They're saying it's on the Red Bar at ten. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. They shouldn't be being so late in the night, especially if people are interested in seeing how the teams go. And I agree. 
Yeah. Why would they show a film first? Why, why would they do that? <laughs> I just, I honestly, it, it's taken me two weeks to get my head around it. I still don't understand it. It still makes me angry just thinking about it now. Why would you do that? If you're scheduling the, the show, why would you put a film on first? A film that's been on, I'll tell you, a film that's been on about 50 times before. <laughs> Not like it's a new film. It's a film that everybody's seen a hundred times. No one cares about. Put the women's football show on first. Oh man! Hey, I, 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 I actually had an idea as well. You know how we have my weekly section or the my Amar's quiz on the show every day. I feel like we should devote a section and have it called Richard's Rant. If things keep on going the way they are, that's where it's going to end up. In a minute, <laughs> I love Richard Rant. I could never get enough of them. They're too good. It generally seems like we are ranting and raving, if I'm honest. And it's not because we're ranting and raving. It's because we expect a higher level of product now, and. If we're not getting that, then it, we have every right to complain. And Absolutely. To myself, if uh, uh, earlier, I am free. I am available. If you need me to do some <laughs> research for you, BBC, let go yeah. contact me. Yes, yeah, I trust you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we, we get we get angry sometimes because we care about it. We it's important to us, and we don't like to see it being. We don't like to see mm-hmm. women's football being treated in a way that almost as though. It's, they don't care enough about it, and it, it's, it makes me angry. It does because it shouldn't be happening. That they, they they should either either care enough to do it properly or don't do it at all, mm-hmm. and leave it to people that do care enough. That's that's the two options that you've got. Don't just do it for the sake of doing it because you feel you you should do it. Do it because you want to do it and because you want to do it properly, or yeah. don't bother and leave it to those that do. And I agree. If the BBC want Matt to do their research for them, that's what they need. That that'll improve it one hundred percent straight away. Without even anybody else, just get Matt involved to do it, and that will sort that right out straight away. Done. Exactly. No more, no more mistakes in the uh, in the research. Um, uh, Emerson's put a, t- t- a comment there. Um, what are your opinions on Wolfsburg? Um, well, quite honestly, if we ask Andreas first, Andreas, what are your opinions on Wolfsburg? <laughs> Everybody knows that I don't like Wolfsburg, so uh, I hope. <laughs> That we can eliminate them, but uh, they are a very strong team, very physical team, and it will be at least uh, uh, as difficult as it was against Bayern. So uh, I think I think Wolfsburg is is the favorite in this uh, two legs tie, but mm. uh, it's possible to beat them uh, if we if we come um, if we come away from from Germany with with uh, one. Defeat one one nil one one goal difference only, then everything is possible at the Emirates. We have shown this, uh, but it's it's difficult. They have a fantastic squad. They have uh, a squad depth what uh, we don't have, and uh, they can rotate. They can rest players. Uh, although they have a lot of matches too, they they are competing for the league title. They are still in in the German Cup. But they still have such a squad that, that they can rest their players. That's a big advantage, uh, what they have, what we don't have. And it will be very, very difficult. We are, we are the outsiders. Uh, but uh, why not uh, over two legs? Uh, everything is possible. We, we have shown that the very Emirates cool. are home. Uh, and and we, we feel home there with the crowd. Uh, maybe we have 50,000 or... I don't know if it's possible to have a sold-out Emirates, but this will be a fantastic um, attendance, fantastic uh, atmosphere. Uh, yeah, I, I think we will lose in Wolfsburg, but um, if it's 1-0 or 2-1, then we can turn around things. Yeah, I hope. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of, 
I'm sort of agreeing with most of that. I actually think we can get a result over there, a draw potentially over in Germany, and then it will all be to play for at the Emirates. But I think that second leg, as long as the game is still winnable for us, as long as we haven't suffered a, a silly defeat over there, which I don't think we will, um, I think that second leg is, is going to be a massive crowd at the Emirates. It's going to be a really special night, that, isn't it? And can you imagine if we can get through to the Champions League final? Can you imagine the scenes there'll be at the Emirates that night? I mean, you know, we, we've made special plans now. We're coming down for the for the weekend. Uh, it's a bank holiday mm -hmm. game and we, 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 we sorted tickets out. We're coming down. It's going to be brilliant. I just think it's just going to be amazing. Just a thought of the fact that we could be in the Champions League final at the end of that night is just something so, so special. And it's not like we don't have any chance. I mean, I think we've got... Oh, we can, I agree with Amar, we can beat Wolfsburg. We can get through. I really think, will we or not, I don't know. It's going to take a big effort. You're right, Andreas. They're a good side. They're a very physical very team. And they've got some great players. But I don't know. I, I I think we've got a good chance to do it. And yeah, let's. Um, we've got a couple of weeks to prepare ourselves for mm -hmm. the first, certainly. And hopefully, one or two players back from, from um, injury, hopefully. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Matt, Wolfsburg, what are your thoughts on Wolfsburg other than the fact that we don't like them? We don't like them because Andreas has made us not like them. And they beat us <laughs> last year. We don't like them for that reason either. But, I mean, other than that, what do we think about Wolfsburg? Well, you think back to last season and we got the one-all draw at home. Um, it was all set up to see how we could do away from home. And, unfortunately, it was that game that we we had the opportunities. We just couldn't take them. Bear in mind that a uh, certain Swiss international who is behind me this way uh, <laughs> has refused entry into the country. Thank you very much, Germany. Um, yeah. Because of that, for whatever reasons he was refused, we, have, uh, we still have no idea why. But um, this time around, it's going to be very much a very open. I, th I don't think it's going to be a Wolfsburg 2-0. I think what Jonas will probably do is he'll show him he'll show him that footage and it'll be like remember how you felt last last time you were here. You've got the capability, the mentality to as we've talked about quite a lot um tonight to do better. We just need to make sure that we keep to those levels. If we keep to those levels we're going to be on par with them or we can better them. That it's going to be it's not going to be all or nothing over in Germany. It's can we get come away with something? When we went to Munich, came away, didn't feel disappointed because we had chances and you thought it was all to play for. If we can get the same again at, Wolfs, uh, at Wolfsburg and come to the Emirates, they, the, we know the Emirates is currently rocking. We've had the under under 21, 18s even, come through to a cup final um, at the Emirates against Man City in the last minute. I, we've had last-minute goals left, right, and centre. It's all—it's just the atmosphere at the moment from from all the Arsenal fans. They're all going to all these games because the, the Emirates is the place to be. They know it's the, the home now, and it, that atmosphere is growing and growing. The first time—it's going to be the first time since Arsene Wenger was manager that we've had Champions League semi-final there. Yeah, that, that's—it is such. A, I believe it's over ten years since that. Is it ten over? Over ten years, it, it yeah, over ten years, yeah, easily, yeah, over ten years. Well, yeah. So, 
you think about that. Do you think about all the men's got over, like the last couple of seasons? Oh, I've got Europa League. I don't want to watch it. Uh, blah blah blah. And as soon as it gets to semi final, everyone walks in because it's a chance to see your your team come to a final. Mm-hmm. That mentality mentality is going to be there. If it's still tight enough, I reckon we're going to see almost a full packed set Emirates Stadium. I imagine, and yeah. it's going to be a great night no matter what happens. And I'm looking forward to it. Wolfsburg have a great team I, this time around. They do actually have pop available, which makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I would. I am hoping that this time around, that with how good our centre back pairing is, that they can deal with it, no matter what who it is. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm feeling pretty upbeat about about the game. I was pretty upbeat about playing Bayern Munich as well. We got through that. <laughs> I was pretty upbeat about Wolfsburg and. In a way, I think it's helpful that we did play of last season because that memory is still fresh in our minds. And as you said, Matt, you know, we how we felt last season when we lost that second leg, that's going to be a motivation, isn't it, to this season to go uh, one better and beat them. And we know the prize this time is a massive prize to get into that final. You know, the first Champions League final for such a long time. It would yeah. be incredible. It really would be incredible. So, so yeah, it is going to be a great night. You're right. And... I think the atmosphere, if, if it is, if it has been a tight first leg, either way, if, even as Andrea said, if we lose by one goal, not, not the end of the world, we can live with that. And I think at the Emirates, we have a big crowd, a big atmosphere. I really think that could make a massive difference and that could actually make put us, put us through. The second leg at home this time as well, that's so important, isn't it? We saw against Bayern and we, you've seen it in previous, in previous games as well, in knockout European games, having a second leg at home is a massive advantage. And we need to take advantage of that. And I think we can. I mean, Emma, I know you feel we're going to win, don't you? You think we're going to beat them, don't you? Uh, I'm com- I'm honestly, yeah, I, I feel reasonably confident this time. You know, we learned a lot, as you say, but we actually gave a good account of ourselves. But ultimately, yeah. in the, they, they, did, they, they did have, um, or how do you say, Wolfsburg, we, we, we got a good idea of what they like and what to expect. We gave a good account of us in Germany, had chances. Or oh, delayed. We can forget Leo. We didn't play because of the visa. Beth didn't play. Of course, the kickoff got delayed because there was confetti all over the pitch. You can forget that as well. I don't know what the tactics to try and upset Arsenal, but no, they did. I agree. Pop is going to be the key for them. They've got also got good players. Being united against Jill and Dom, Dominique again is going to be fascinating. But our squad is arguably stronger mentally this time. We, we've only conceded in the. Eight games, I think, we played so far. We conceded six goals. No team has scored more than once against us, which is very impressive when you think about it. Well, we've been largely defensively solid, and we haven't conceded like any sloppy goals. And yeah, we look a lot more up for it this season. And the crowd will be behind the goals. And uh, I think, yeah, with the opportunity to get to a first Champions League final, only the second it would be, wouldn't it, since um, Paris in 2006 for the men. I think if we get through to that, they'll... Oh no! They, they might even see a whole demand go through the roof to try and go and watch Arsenal in Eindhoven. Let's not go get too far ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I think it's a great occasion. One that will be embraced. It's a bit odd. What I find a bit odd is that Barcelona and Chelsea are playing their semi-final on the Thursday, and then they won't find out their opponents for another four days. Which I, I, I don't know where they got that one from. It's a bit odd, but fair enough. I mean, it's the stadium maintenance, like the men, the men for they need to allow forty eight hours for the pitch. Oh right, oh, okay. Fair yeah, enough. We're on the Monday yeah. because we've got right. a game on the Saturday, and yeah. they need twenty four hours for the opposition to play and uh, to train on the pitch. 
Okay, fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah, but no, as I said, uh, it's a 5.45 kickoff, I believe, on that bank holiday Monday. I'm really hoping I can get the time off work to join you guys there, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, no. I actually had a question for you, Andreas. Tommy Stroke, what is he like? Is he, is, he, is he different from... I know you probably don't follow them as much, but do you think that he, Jonas can tactically outwit him on this occasion? Uh, it's difficult to say. I mean, uh, he's the second year now uh, in Wolfsburg. Yeah. Last season, he, he had a lot of new players and uh, to, to build a new team, and he did a very good job. But this season... Uh, there are uh, some critics that uh, that he always plays the same team, that he rotates not enough, and uh, he doesn't react in in a match. I mean, normally Wolfsburg wins every every match in in the Bundesliga. They have no problems. Uh, but if there are closer matches, like uh, they lost uh, at home oh, no. against Heim, they lost one uh, 0 uh, at Bayern Munich. Uh, there was not the real reaction from, from the tactical uh, point of view. Uh, he brought the subs too late, uh, in Munich especially. Uh, he waited too long and uh, it didn't change. Everybody uh, saw that Bayern was dominating and there was not a real tactical change uh, from Wolfsburg. There were a lot of critics on Tommy Stroud. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's, it's for him. It's, uh, it's a match where he can prove a tie where he can prove uh, what 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 uh, he's capable of. Uh, for us, it will be it will be uh, extremely important uh, to keep uh, Alexandra Pop uh, calm uh, because she's so strong yeah. in the air. Um, and this is our weak point: corners, uh, high crosses. I I would have uh, a better feeling if Sabrina is in goal because she comes out uh, if there are corners or so she tries to mm. fist the ball way and Manu will be standing on the line and waiting what happens and then uh, Alexander Pop will score probably so this this could be a main problem yeah. I, yeah I mean I agree I'd rather see Sabrina in goal for that particular game anyway just because the physical aspects of the game is more suitable to Sabrina's um, attributes I think I, I, I agree with you 100% um, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna it is gonna be um, a very very interesting game, isn't it? There's no doubt about that, and it, it's gonna be so um, so exciting to see how these two legs pan out after last year. I mean, we should have beat you at the Emirates last year in that first leg. Chances we had in that second half, and away, yes, it didn't quite go our way, did it? But um, you know, um, Wayne says they made a good point. He says there, I think in the last did. game. PSG, PSG created a lot of good chances. Yeah, they did. You're right, they did. I, I watched. I mean, I watched that game, and I didn't fear either of those two teams watching that. I'm thinking we're as good as both of them over two legs. I, I really feel that we are. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's what we want, isn't it? You know, we we want we've seen games like this. I mean, what a, what a night that's going to be at the end. I really hope and pray, and I'm sure that's going to be the case that the first leg it isn't over after the first leg. We lose three nil. Yeah, it's yeah. all over. I hope that. At least in the second leg, this it's still it's still alive because if it is, that is going to be one hell of a night at the Emirates. Yes. Win or lose or draw, it's going to be a fantastic occasion. Is it? With his public, already. Yeah, it's, it, that's, that's going to. I think that's going to. I think fifty thousand isn't beyond the realm of the possibility for that no. game. And mm. I think it's just going to be an incredible, incredible night. And um, yeah, it's going to be a great 
occasion for women's football in this country, isn't it? And for, for Arsenal women in particular to, to be in this position. Um, Champions League semi-final, second leg at home at the Emirates in front of a big crowd. Oh dear, it's just it's it's so exciting. I just can't wait. I really, really can't wait. Um Terry says, hey, my only fear is Leah getting a dislocated shoulder <laughs> oh, above her head. Yeah, she's been lived in a few, hasn't she? You know, she's getting used to it now though. Let's hope there's a few more to come yet it's before she's finished. Because she's been lifting a few lately and it's, it's been good to see. Actually, talking of Leah Williams and lifting trophies, why not have a little look at what happened last night? I mean, is there nothing that this England team can't do? Is there nothing Serena can't do? Is there nothing at all? Because I'm kind of thinking that she can do whatever she wants. And this, mm. this England team... Uh, I mean, yes, the, the second half performance was tough. You know, Brazil are a good team. They played well. Um, but we've won another competition against a very good team. And we did it at that first half. We should have been out of sight, let's be honest. We had, we should have been, we could have been two or three nil up and the game's dead and buried. The second half would have been unimportant. And to, to play the way that we did in the first half against a team of that quality, to me... Yes, the second half was different. Brazil changed things. They had to because of how well we played. They had to change things in the second half, and they did. Um, but for me, I, I can now look. I mean, Andres, obviously the World Cup's coming up, and we're quite excited about the World Cup. I mean, do you think England have got a decent chance after seeing that game last night? Brazil are a good side, and we should have won. And we, you know, we won on penalties anyway. But I mean, we, we looked, we look a good side, don't we? Overall, we do. Yeah, uh, when we talk about the Lions, I open my Arsenal jacket, so. Uh, as the Linus is shirt, so <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> or the BBC is not. <laughs> I made my preparations for the show. Yeah, um, it was uh, a very interesting match because it was total, totally different uh, halves. The first half was dominated by the Linuses. We, we could have been 2 0, 3 0 up. Uh, a lot of chances, a wonderful goal uh, with a brilliant uh, combination. But in the second half, to be honest, uh, Brazil was the better team. Uh, they yeah, they changed something, they reacted, and uh, yeah, of course it was it was uh, a lucky goal in 92nd minute by by one of very rare mistakes from Mary Earps. But uh, all in all, after the second half, they deserved the goal, and uh, yeah. But uh, as you said, uh, Serena can do everything. She makes everything possible, even. Even that English teams win a penalty shootout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Well, right. Yeah, yeah, team for the self-confidence of the team, it was maybe it was uh, good that they went into penalty shootout uh, just to first to learn uh, that uh, you can always concede a goal. The match is only over after the final whistle. So maybe mm -hmm. maybe they thought, oh, we, we will. We will win this one. No, uh, this was good to see. Especially, uh, it was good to see that uh, this can happen. And then uh, getting the self-confidence, we can even win a penalty shootout. If if everything uh, happens, uh, then uh, why not winning uh, penalties? Yeah. So, uh, and and all in all, uh, the squad depth of the Linus is, uh, has improved from last year. Uh, I mean, we have. Uh, Two players uh, retired, two or three players retired. Then we have injuries. So, yeah, Ed, we know Brent Kirby was out. Uh, yes. Mick Wright was missing. And so, 
uh, key players uh, that were missing and still we have a fantastic squad uh, and and a strong bench uh, so yeah it's possible that that we compete for the for the world cup title but uh, there are other uh, big teams and and brazil will be one one team yes. you have to watch uh, they were missing uh, debinha and marta yeah uh, and let's see uh, the next week they are playing against germany uh, this will will be interesting too uh, yeah at the moment uh, germany is leading 1-0 at the netherlands but it's a crazy game i'm watching it uh, <laughs> besides uh, Netherlands is is the far better team. They could have scored five or six goals, but uh, Germany scored one, and Netherlands nil. It's it's totally crazy. But this shows uh, how dangerous uh, it, some teams will be at the World Cup. But everything is possible for the Lionesses. Uh, as I said, the squad depth is is just fantastic. Oh, it is, yeah, it is. And you think some players even not even in the squad at the minute. They're kind of getting a squad to really good players as well. So. Yeah, no, it is. I was really, really impressed last night, and I and I know the second half wasn't uh, wasn't England's best forty-five minutes of football by any stretch of the imagination. Brazil up their game and played well, and we struggled to adapt to their different tactics, didn't we? But the fact that we um, don't know how to lose games, we just don't know how to lose games. Do we? They've got that mentality, that team, and, and you know, Serena's got yeah. it, we've got it, and. I thought Leah Williamson last night was absolutely fantastic. Some of the defending, the way she read the game, the way she blocked things and cut out balls, and just she should have been playing a match for me. I thought she was brilliant, absolutely fantastic. But it doesn't matter. She was a great performance. That's what we want to see. I mean, Matt, what was the atmosphere like? Because it looked amazing watching it on the telly. It looked an amazing atmosphere. Was it as good in the stadium? It was electric, and I think. A lot of people weren't, this was the problem that we were always going to have is that when it comes to these type of games, you're either going to get the casual fan or the um, the ones just going for the first time. So you've got to make sure that it's a, uh, it's, a it's almost like a showcase. Like a, a, so it would, and to be honest, it was a pretty much a celebration of, women's football as a whole and the fact that you said almost setting out a um stadium like Wembley at 83,000 and just over there it was huge you had uh two of the Spice Girls were there you had Gio there Jen Beatty was there <laughs> our Aussies were there well it was it wasn't it wasn't just a lot of uh, Hope Powell was there even uh the former French manager uh I can't remember her name now. Diaka? Yeah, Karine Diaka. Yeah, yeah. We'll let you off. Um, she was there. So it's just goes to show you how huge this was. That there was some huge people there. Unfortunately, Richardson was there. Um, as well. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to set up a barbecue if Brazil won as well in his back garden. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. What, so did, I, barbecue, that's right. what didn't help was he went to go and visit them when they were training at the Hive. And uh, basically, spoiled yeah. holy ground. Um, but enough about uh, Barnet and uh, holy ground. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the match itself was really great. I, I I don't know if you caught it on camera or it was able to be seen, but there was this little pocket in that front row of Brazilians in the, on the other side of the yeah, corner. Yeah, um, yeah. 
uh, and they were fantastic. There was a few odd Brazilians throughout, and it was really great. I, I don't think I. It was almost like the Euros where there was, it was neutral ground. There was no one that was going to have a. There wasn't going to be a punch up or anything like that. You didn't have any fears <laughs> about. It. Um, sure. it just felt like everyone was there to have a good time. Some people had one too many. Um, when I was walking back, there was a, a few of them were singing Arsenal fans. Uh, Arsenal songs even uh, I was just odd but okay whatever floats your boat um, but this, uh, the game itself you look at the starting lineup. Brazil had decided to go 5 at the back 5-3-2 they said that they didn't know how to respond as Rafaela said mentioned that and so they switched to a 4-4-2 which was why they made a load of subs at half time and you could tell that was the difference because that put them on the front foot and yeah. We, as we don't know a lot about this Brazil squad, they also don't know, know how they can compare, compare and compete to the best in the world. So, that's, so they've come up against us and they drew. They've come up against the US and Canada and Switzerland, uh, Switzerland, Sweden, even um, all, all runners up or runners up or winners over the last couple of competitions, Olympics, World Cups, and um, so forth. So it wasn't just a case of they're here just to play. They were here to test themselves and they gave a thorough good job of what they did. And I would be quite interested to see if some of them might be turning their heads towards Europe as a potential de uh, destination come the summer. But um, the match itself, uh, I'm, oh my God, I'm, I'm actually praising Man United players. Can you believe <laughs> Uh, Ella Toon in the right place at the right time. Okay, it's just, it comes to her and she hits it the first time. Fair play. Um, I've, I don't know what people see in Lauren James because all she seems to do is she just get, seems to run into traffic <laughs> and call, uh, do the wrong thing at the wrong time. For me, she does not start for England at all. You're better off having Chloe Kelly start because at least Chloe Kelly's going to wind people up and do a bit <laughs> of the dark start. If she's going to gonna cause an issue at least she's gonna cause cause them an issue and a half for about 60 minutes before swapping out for someone um but brazil deserved their equalizer and for it to go to penalties this is the third time we've had penalties and we the last two we lost to uh france and i believe it was germany the other the first time time um so it might not have been Germany. It might have been in the European Championships at some point, and I can't remember at the time for the life of me. But I know France was one of them. Uh, both times we lost them, so third time's the charm. But when I was looking, uh, there's a nice little pitch side view that the Lionesses have done, um, almost like the the Arsenal account does now. Like, if, oh, you want bench yeah. cap? Bench cap. Yeah, bench cap. You yeah, can yeah. see Mary Hertz was thriving on the penalty shootout. She. <laughs> It was almost like the inner John Pickford has come out. She, she was absolutely <laughs> loving it, and it was it was such a strange and bizarre. Thing. Like, yeah. What I mean by that is literally her emotions. It was almost you could play the Columbia penalty shoot, penalty shootout and the, this penalty shootout, and it would be both both all the times whatever happened. It was almost so much instinctive that they both did the same thing, um, but. Fair play to. I feel a bit sorry for Hafaela missing that penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitting the crossbar of all places. Yeah. I hope 
hopefully she can correct that. There's been chances that potentially that could happen. So fingers crossed on that. Um, I'm trying to remember other bits and pieces of the game itself. I've player of the match. I was a bit surprised it was Kira Walsh, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, really I was shocked. Around. Leah Williamson did what Leah Williamson had to do. She was pretty much filling in the Millie Bright was making those tackles. Um, Alex Greenwood is now out with a head, in, head injury. Uh, she's had to yeah. be. Um, she took a really nasty look towards the end of the game there. So I'm not surprised, that, if I'm honest. So the next game against Australia, I think that's going to be an interesting one. But it will be interesting to see how this team responds should they lose a game now because we're going into the competition potentially never losing a game and for me at some point it's going to end and if it ends in the world cup it's going to disappoint a lot of people i'd rather it ended had it ended on penalties when we lost on penalties or we lost the game say 2-1 because it could have quite easily yeah. been gone that way um but it, it as look, it, we need to make sure that we're on the right track and at the moment we are just come the World Cup because we've got a harder draw that penalty shootout will probably help us a lot more than had it had an end of the night minutes see yeah. I don't ever want us to lose on the three ever for the whole time she's there I never want us to lose <laughs> a game ever win every single oh. thing it doesn't matter you know penalties winning in normal time everything just win I never want to see us lose under Serena. I, I just don't think we ever will. I don't know. She's just got this. She seems to have this aura about her, don't she? You just think that yeah, she's yeah. just never going to lose. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could have lost last night. You're right. Brazil had chances in the second half, and we had to defend a lot. We defended quite well at times. I thought we looked solid, organised, and we made a couple of mistakes as well. Obviously, um, nearly cost us. But um, but yeah. Uh, Emerson says there uh, Australia lost to Scotland earlier today 1 0. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a good goal. I saw the goal actually on the highlights earlier. It was a great goal, wasn't it? From outside the box in the top corner. Um, Robert Scott Agoe, he says, um, um, <laughs> thanks for a great evening. Speak to you soon. See you next game. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, maybe Sunday, Robert, for the uh, for the Arsenal Liverpool game. We'll have to see if you're around for that. Be good. Um, I mean, am I last night was good, wasn't it? Did you get to yeah. watch the game? I'm oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. I was just actually looking at my uh, when was the last time because I heard the stat last night. Sorry, I don't want to go off topic. When was the last time Lioness is lost? And actually, I, I actually thought it was. It was next, what's the date today? What well, we had seventh next Thursday will mark two years since England last lost the competitive game, and that was a 2 0 loss in Hedger Reese's last game at home to Canada at Stoke a couple of years ago. So, just to show how far this team has really come, and uh, yeah, no, I was. I, I, uh, I agree with most of what's being said. We totally dominated the first half. Could easily be three up. It's another wonderful goal. The link up on that right hand side. Lucy Bronze is like know how. She's just just you know, highlights what a player she's been, and I don't think there are many better in the position, in the right back position than her. And uh, wherever she plays, she could, she could just like walk in. I was saying to myself last night, she she could walk into any team on the planet and could easily have been man of the match. And for was a, was a bit surprised she didn't get it. She dominated that first half, but yeah, ultimately second half we did. We're a bit sloppy in possession, and I was expected. This is a kind of test England need, you know. A lot of the teams they played in, uh, apart from maybe only Spain and Germany last summer, were the only teams that gave them their real test. But yeah, just go. Yeah, we needed that. It was a kind of like, um, well, I wouldn't say kick up the backside necessarily, but it just goes to show that if they're going to win the World Cup, that's the kind of opposition they don't expect it to be so so easy as they've been looking at, um, as they've been making it look all the time. So it was good for the manager, good for the players. They got that test, and yeah, and. Uh, 
ultimately we came through it despite you know, the rare, rare mistake from the goalkeeper at the end and uh, yeah it's onwards and upwards and uh, Australia will be a different test on on Tuesday especially facing you know who on Sam Kerr on uh, if she does end up playing at Brentford on Tuesday so yeah I mean it just goes to show that it's good they're playing these teams because they'll know what to expect come the summertime. Yeah, I mean, it is. And, you know, the good, the good thing about it is, you know, Serena's unbeaten in 30 games as, as England coach. And, yes, some of those games were qualifiers against some of the poor teams. We've won 20 in or whatever. But we've also played all of the top sides in that 30 games as well. We haven't, like, just played the lesser teams. We've played all the top sides in the world, haven't we? You know, some in tournaments, some in friendlies. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Brazil in the Felicimo and lots of different stuff like that. And it, we've not lost to any of them. All of the top sides in the world we have played um, in the last two years and they've not managed to beat us once, none of them. So that bodes well for the World Cup. Um, but yes, it's going to be different playing in Australia as well, the climate and what whatnot is not going to be the same. It's going to be tough, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Um, Wayne says, uh, did both Sam Kerr's play? <laughs> both it's Sam Kerr's. Sam didn't play. She did? The Australian, not, no. He was with. Yeah, there's a Sam yeah. Crow for Scotland as well, isn't there? I forgot about that. Oh, of course, yeah. I, 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 that's what, oh, of course, yeah. Both Sam Crows, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, it'll be a different experience, obviously, playing Australian World Cup. But I don't know. I'm, I'm confident we can we can do it. I'm confident we can go a long way. And who knows? Wouldn't that be something, wouldn't it? Back to back Euros and World Cups consecutive oh, summers. Oh, it'd be just incredible, oh, wouldn't it? It really would be incredible. Um, <laughs> So, um, but yeah, uh, but w- well done to the Lionesses again. Another trophy won. Uh, Leah Williamson's getting used to lifting trophies and hopefully a few more she'll lift as well before the end of this season and in the summer as well. Wouldn't that be good? What a year it's been for Leah Williamson. With all this lifting of trophies. Yeah. No yeah. It's, it's a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of extra work goes into it, but that's that's one of the jobs of being captain, isn't it? You have to go and lift them trophies <laughs> when you win them. And uh, the longer she keeps lifting trophies, the happier we'll all be, I'm sure. So let's hope there's a few more to come before the end of, uh, before the start of next season. She could be lifting a few more. Let's hope so. Um, but yeah, great performance last night in it overall for England. Great, great to win that first um, by this amount. And yeah. Let's uh, let's look forward to what's going to be a really exciting summer as well, isn't it? In the in the World Cup, we're, look, we're looking forward to that as well. But lots more um, great stuff to come before the World Cup starts, of course, in the WSL and the Champions League, and it's just going to be a great uh, a great few months ahead of us, isn't it? That we're going to enjoy as much as we can and look forward to all these great games coming up, and hopefully some big wins um, for Arsenal. Ever since uh, she was sub, oh right, so the Australian Sam Kerr was sub. Yeah, okay, I didn't mm-hmm. see the game. I just saw the goal. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, Scotland, Scotland beat them, so we should beat them. Let's be honest, shouldn't we? But anyway, we'll see what happens on uh, on Tuesday for that one. Amar, do you have a big quiz question for us? Because we're all in the show tonight. It's going to be good. You better have a nice. Good... Have you got one ready for us? No, I just it took me a while again. Honestly, I just when I'm at work, I don't have time to think about it. But I do have one. I did. I did come to me like not about half an hour or so ago. So yeah, I do. I have got one. Oh, good. Right. Okay. We look forward to this. Right. So we are going to um, allow Amar to give us a fantastic question to finish the show. So, pad and paper at the ready. We are ready for Amar's big question of the week. And it's going to so, yeah, be. Going, yeah. So, yeah. So, it, 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 <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, following on from last night's game against Brazil, which uh, incredibly, England have never played Brazil at a World Cup, only before playing 
um, Argentina and Colombia from South America, but which is the only team that England have played in all the Women's World Cups that they've qualified for? We've played all of them. Only one team in England have faced all four Women's World Cups they've qualified for going back to 2007. And which team is that? Okay. Amazing they don't play Brazil. They've played a few Central American teams, South America, but there's only one team they've played in all four women's World Cups going back to 2007. Which yeah, team okay, is there's that? one there that I already know. There's, there's two that are springing to my mind. Uh, one in particular that's straight away coming to me, but I'm not 100% certain if it's right. I'm going to say Norway. It's not Norway, no. Norway, the only time they played Norway was in the last 16 of the... Oh, last 16 and... I played them in 2015 and 2019, but not 2007 and 2011. Uh, I, I would say. Sorry. I would say in the USA. It's not the USA. No, I played them in 07 and 19, but not in 15 or 2011. Uh, right. There's only one team. Yeah, one team we played in all four women's World Cups. Who is it? I've got about four teams, so I'm going to pick them off. I'm going to go Argentina first. Argentina's wrong. No. Japan? Japan is the correct answer, Matt. Well done. It yeah. is Japan. Oh, Japan, yeah. 2007, 2007, we played them in the group stage 2 all. 2011, group stage 2 nil. 2015, of course, that heartbreaking own goal in the semi-final from Laura Bassett. Lost 2-1. And then the last World Cup, of course, we beat them in the group stage as well. So, yeah, it is Japan. The other ones were Netherlands and Sweden, so I say it. So no, I don't think I'm going to play all Sweden at a Women's World Cup, but there you go. Have we not played Sweden at World Cup? Have we not? No, I, I, from what I remember, 07, I remember that was the first one, the group stage. That was, um, we played Japan, Germany, and uh, who was it in 2007? Oh, God, I can't even remember that. I know the last one we played, who was it? It was um, Argentina. Oh god, I can't even remember. We played Mexico a few times. We played Colombia. We had Norway, Argentina, Scotland, and Japan. Argentina, Scotland, and Japan. And we played Norway and we played Norway in the quarterfinals and Cameroon in the last sixteen, losing to the US, didn't we? And fifteen, I think. Remember, it was only a sixteen-team World Cup in 11 before it expanded to twenty-four in twenty fifteen. So yeah, we beat Norway in fifteen. I seem to remember, and we beat. Um, I can't remember what to do. I think it was Norway and Canada, which I say Canada to buy. Canada, yeah, we beat Canada, yeah. Canada and Mexico. Mexico, we played. We played Mexico. Um, who else was it? France. I seem to remember we lost it. I don't know. Mexico, France, and uh, I think it was Colombia. And yeah, so I've actually not played Netherlands or Sweden. I woke up as far as I remember. I could be wrong, obviously. Yeah, it's Japan. Well done. Wow, Japan, good stuff. Um, Emerson said Chile, but obviously it wasn't Chile. I don't think we played Chile, have we? I've never played Chile. Chile didn't make it. Haiti says, well done, Matt. Yeah, it's a good guess. It's Haiti, Denmark. China, yeah. China, never played China before. We never played Haiti. It's actually amazing to think. We've never played any of those three teams at our World Cup before. That's a new experience for them. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be yeah, interested. Yeah, it'll be fine. We don't, 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 we
played Japan every every World Cup. It needs to it needs to happen. Um, and that was an interesting question, isn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, a nice World Cup based question ahead of the World Cup coming up in the summer, which was good. Um, and Japan was the answer. So you go and Matt won this week, which was good. Um, but anyway, I, I fought Norway because we have played them quite a bit recently. But anyway, obviously not twice. So but not four. Yeah. Yeah. No. But anyway, so that, that was good fun, wasn't it? We always enjoy we always enjoy Amar's little quiz. It brings mm. a nice little end to the show. Um, now, of course, there's no game to look forward to for Arsenal, of course, um, this week because um, it's international break, as we said. The Lionesses play Tuesday against Argentina, uh, against Australia, sorry. Um, and we are not back in action in the WSL until a week on Wednesday, isn't it? Manchester that's right, the 19th, 19th, that's right. The 19th, the game's been moved. Obviously, it's been moved back because of the Champions League Wolfsburg game. Um, so they're playing it on a Wednesday before. So not ideal timing, maybe in some ways. But, um, you know, we've got a couple of weeks or so almost to get some players back fit again. Hopefully, Caitlin Ford isn't too bad. Um, I don't know about Kim Little. Seems unlikely she'll be fit from what we're hearing. Um, but let's hope Caitlin can be fit at least anyway. Um, and we can go to Manchester United, a massive game. So we need to look ahead to that next week because that is a really, really important game. And it's another one, a bit like the Man City game last week, that we can't afford to lose. And if we can win, it'll be even better. But we certainly can't afford to lose that game um, against Manchester United. A draw would be OK because with that game in hand, could take us above them with a big win against Brighton as, as a game in hand. But yeah, we can't afford to lose that one. So that's a big game to look forward to as well ahead of the big semi-final, which is going to be um, amazing, isn't it? So we're looking forward to all of that. Some great, big, big, important games coming up, and um, some really, really tense, um, yeah. some tense games to follow, which is going to be great, I'm sure. And talking of tense games, of course, there is a slightly tense game coming up on Sunday for you as well, isn't there? The men that will play <laughs> in the Premier League yeah. away at Liverpool, which is going to be quite a tense game, I'm sure. Um, and it's one that should Arsenal win, it brings that league title. One step closer, doesn't it? And, um, yeah. you know, well, it's getting exciting that as well, isn't it? So, I mean, it's a great time to be an Arsenal fan at the minute, isn't it? It's, oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Everything. it's brilliant. There's some brilliant football going on, some fantastic stuff to look forward to, and hopefully um, some trophies are, are about to be a drop in, in the letterbox as well for Arsenal over the next few weeks. Mm. Um, so we've got a lot to look forward to on the channel, certainly, as well. Um, it's going to be really, really good. Um, Andreas, as always, good to see you back in the flesh again, back in, um, back on home soil, back in, uh, uh, obviously you'll be back in London again, won't you, soon for the semi-final? Yeah, of course, I'll be there for the semi-final, yeah. I don't go to Wolfsburg, no. Oh, I'd love to do a vlog on Wolfsburg and just criticise them all, I'd love to see you. <laughs> I will watch the first thing on TV and Please then... That was brilliant. <laughs> I'll be at the Emirates for the second leg, of course, yes, and uh, and I'll be uh, in London again for the cup final. Uh, this this year, I decided to see all the cup finals. I was. Oh, you're going uh, to the FA Women's Cup final, aren't I? The cup, and now I'll be for the FA Cup final. And oh. uh, four days later, it's the German Cup final in Cologne. Uh, I'll be there too. It's, you're going uh, to Cologne? Wow! Oh my goodness! Compare, wow. I can compare the atmosphere and uh, the level. What, and what then, and then, who's to say you won't be at Eindhoven for the women's Champions League final too? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, let's discuss this when when we reach the final. Yes, I'm just <laughs> saying, just saying, I'm just saying. Yes, yes. let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But that would be that would be great, wouldn't it? That'd be a great uh, a great few weeks of cup finals for Andreas, won't it? Definitely. Yeah. Um, One so step up the other. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, let's see what happens. That's hopefully Arsenal are going to be in. Uh, one of them would be nice, wouldn't it? But we'll see. Um, anyway, good to see you back on the show. Have you enjoyed it again? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for the delay. Yes, um, I 100% enjoyed it. I really enjoy chatting to all you guys. I know I've been mostly doing through videos and things. Work have been a pain in the back, so let's just put it nicely. Uh, <laughs> but it's always nice to talk women's football with everyone. So uh, it's not. It's been great, and as always, it's nice to join you all of you. Looking forward to the meetup, hopefully at well, uh, at the Emirates. Yes, we're definitely going to have to get all together at the Emirates because that is going to be an incredible night. Have you got have you got your tickets yet? Or are you waiting till the other ones go on sale? I've got tickets. Yes, uh, I'm just what, 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 what block you in block five. Oh, okay, that's sort of a halfway line, isn't it? It's uh, the it's oh, almost no, it's the corner of North the Bank. North Bank, North Bank and yeah. uh, where the dugout is on the West Stand. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You, you're in club level, aren't you, Andreas, for that one? Yes, yes, I'm club level this time. I think, uh, yes, yeah, there's a program and, and a drink with and the drink. So, yeah, <laughs> you feel like a VIP there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We, I must admit, we thought about that. We were looking at it thinking, oh, I don't know, it's quite cheap for club level. Might might have to indulge ourselves. But in the end, we're, we're getting tickets with the supporters club down um, in the corner. So we're going to just go and enjoy a bit of the atmosphere there. So that's going to be good fun, um, yeah. which is always nice. And uh, Amar, as well, good to see you again. Have you enjoyed the show? Yeah, it's good to be on time for one. It's good to have the light working as well. So it's all worked out for me. It is. So You're looking really bright tonight, actually. It's it's not, not, yeah, no, it's not the electrician didn't turn that on. I actually stayed for a half an hour, which is amazing in itself. But yeah, that no, was really good. I, as I said, I hope to join you guys on 1st of May. I need to request a time off. I'll wait maybe just a little bit longer before buying my ticket. But it'll be great to be there. So yeah, no, it's been good. And let's, let's hope the boys can continue it this weekend. And yeah, let's hope that Bayern can... Rough Wolfsburg up at once more in the cup semi final before we have to play them. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Bring you on. Yes, a couple of injuries for Wolfsburg wouldn't necessarily be too. Dis- I wouldn't be too disappointed if uh, <laughs> a couple of the players were injured, particularly Popperdorf in particular. But anyway, we shall see what happens. But yeah, let's. Um, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry who they have injured. We we can beat them anyway because we're good enough to do that. So you know we, we'll do what we have to do. Yeah. It is, as we said, it is Easter weekend, and the Easter weekend can officially start now. It is Good Friday, so I hope you're enjoying all your Easter eggs. Don't eat them all at once, because, um, you know, it's not good for you, really, to eat all your Easter eggs at the same time. Spread them out over the whole weekend, because you've got four days to eat your Easter eggs. So eat a little bit every day, and then you'll be fine. So that's the way to go with that. So <laughs> uh, but enjoy the rest of your Easter, everybody. I'll be back on Sunday, of course, for the Arsenal-Liverpool game. That is going to be a, a really good game. That I'm sure it's going to be great. So join me for that. It's our past four kickoff, so I'll probably be live about quarter past four to get into that. And we'll see how that game goes. That's going to be exciting, I'm sure. Um, and then, of course, um, we'll be back next Friday with the um, Arsenal Women's Weekly looking ahead to that Manchester United game um, and everything else that's going on in the wonderful world of the Arsenal women. Um, that's going to be good as well. So we look forward um, to that next week. There'll be one or two other bits and bobs as well. I think Highbury Matters mm. is back on Wednesday with Melvin. So that's going to be good. Um we look, we'll probably find, do a show to look back on the Liverpool game. I'm not sure when we'll be able to do that. Obviously, Monday's bank holiday um, and I won't be around and 
Um, Tuesday is the Lionesses game, which we'll probably be, actually we'll do the Lionesses watch along probably against uh, Australia. We'll do that because that'll be a good, good game to do. Um, so yeah, we loads of stuff coming up. So if you want to get involved in the channel, please consider subscribing. Give us a like as well. It's much appreciated. Um, and it's been the Arsenal Women's Weekly. It's been good fun. Um, and yeah, you know, we've had a we've had a bit of a rant, got a few things off our chest, which is good as well. It's what we need to do, and we've enjoyed it. And you know, we've enjoyed all the good football that we've seen as well. So everything's good, and we'll be back. I say we'll be back Sunday, join me for that uh, big game um, from Anfield. That is going to be um, a really, really good game. That is, and then we will see you next Friday. So thank you very much to Andreas, as always. Good to see you in the studio, Matt, as well. Brilliant to have Matt here for the first time in quite a long time. Um, and of course, Amar as well. Get the whole the whole teams together. Look, brilliant, isn't it? It's a shame Harry couldn't make it to complete. <laughs> I'm sure we'll um, we'll speak to Harry. So we'll probably see about the Emirates for the semi final anyway, won't we? I'm sure he'll be there. Yeah. Actually, no, he was at the um, he was at the Scotland Australia game, wasn't he today? Was he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Where was that play? That was at Cherry Lane. The uh... The last year's Conti Cup final. Oh, Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah. yeah. He, I, I just saw a video he, he posted from the game. So he was at the East Scotland Australia game. So that's maybe why he wasn't here because he, he'd have been travelling back from there. So, um, but yeah, but we will catch up with Harry one day and we'll get him back in on the show as well. But it's been great to have it's been great to have all four of us back together in on the show for the first time. I can't remember last time all four of us were here actually together. It's been <laughs> a while, wasn't it? Because Matt's been around, not been around for a while, but hopefully we can do it more regular again going forward and get a few, get back together again on a regular basis because we missed it. And it was good to have everybody in today. It's been a good show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget, I say, um, join me Sunday for the big game. We will see you very soon. Um, thanks for everyone for watching. Give us a like and do subscribe. And we'll see you soon. Take it easy, guys. Come on, you gunners. Yeah. Let's do it. See you soon, guys. Take it easy. Arsenal now free to Marnham again inside the air looking for a second goal. Oh, she's got a second goal. That seals it. Free to Marnham again.